Thank you, Pastor Mark. I needed that. <clears throat> First, I'd like to thank you for your prayers uh, in regards to our traveling down to Mississippi this weekend. Uh, we had a glorious time. Uh, we were strengthened. We were encouraged. And uh, again, I thank you for your prayers. God is truly a merciful God. And I'm going to do something. I just want to just to be transparent. I'm wearing my glasses so I can see you. When I take these off, you're all going to be blurry. I just want you to know that. So when I take these off, I got to take them off to read the text. Uh, I just want to be, just want you not to be concerned this morning. God is, uh, God is truly a uh, merciful God. He's keeping me. So I'm going to take these off and, and I uh, just wanted you to be aware of that. Okay. Because what's most important is our text here this morning. So let's open up our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through 40. That will be our focus here this morning. Uh, the, the thought here, the theme would be, or the title of the sermon is, Faith That Pleases God Strengthens. It, it strengthens, and, and we'll see that here uh, through these examples and if we remember already the examples that we've already covered it was faith in God faith in a great God that enables his people to do great things and that's 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 what the author is getting at as he closes out this section of Hebrews chapter 11 and we'll find uh, three Thoughts here, faith that uh, faith will strengthen you to perform great things, verses 32 through 34. Faith will strengthen you to endure great trial and suffering, verses 35 through 38. And faith, most important in life, will enable you to endure to the end, verses 39 through 40. So remember that we are reading God's word. This is God's word. We are studying here this morning and not our word, not the word of man, but the word of our great God. So give heed and pay attention to God's word as we study it this morning. Look with me at our text, starting at verse 32, Hebrews 11, verse 32. And what more? Shall I say, for the time will fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of sword were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, women received back their dead by resurrection, some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sown into 
They were killed with the sword. They went about in in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves on the earth. And all of these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Paul, in in this past week fellowship that we uh, had uh, in Laurel, Mississippi, the theme verse was 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Here Paul writes to young Timothy. He says, for I am ready, as it were, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And the focus of Paul here is on the faith that comes from the gospel. And this statement is significant in this that Paul went through all kinds of trials sufferings, you're well aware of this, persecutions. He was even, he mentioned in 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy as well, that he was abandoned by the brethren. They they left him, abandoned him in the ministry. And yet, this statement points out that Paul, Paul's faith persevered. He, because he trusted in Christ because he trusted in the gospel. He went through all kind of difficulties and challenges with circumstances, with people, and his faith endured. It persevered to the end. The same faith that we all have if we trust in Christ. The same faith that we have that is the same as the Old Testament saints who trusted in God in difficult times. Paul persevered. These saints that we're going to read about, they, they persevered. And, and, and the perseverance doesn't say much about the individuals. What, what their perseverance point to is the great God behind (laughs) the great God that is the one who is behind all their doing. Who was the one who was the catalyst of the Apostle Paul's ministry? God was. God called Paul. God equipped Paul through Jesus Christ. And it was Paul who said in regards to God's saving him that 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 God who is 
rich in mercy. He wasn't pointing to himself. It is God who who is rich in mercy. It is God who called him. And this was the strengthening factor behind his ministry. This was the, the, the fact that God called these men and, and that we're going to read about to, to, to live a life of faith for him. It points to God's mercy. It, it points to, to God as the, the hero of our story and their story. And this is what the, 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 the author is doing. He, the author of Hebrews, he, he closes out this Old Testament, this Old Covenant, roll call of faith. And, and he and, and as we, we look at our, our text here, we must remind ourselves that, that it is God who is at work behind the scenes. It is he who, as Pastor Mark had read earlier, it is he who is our shepherd. We don't shepherd ourselves through trials and, and tribulations. We don't shepherd ourselves through dark valleys. It is God who is our shepherd. It is God who is our rock. It is God who is our strong tower. It is God who is our refuge. It is our God who is the, the, the refuge that we can go and hide in in times of trouble. God is our refuge. He has always been at work. He was at work in the life of the Apostle Paul. And beloved, it is he who is at work in your life. It is he who has revealed himself so that we can have a faith that stands strong upon who he is and what he has promised. So we want to have this in mind that the Christian life is all about God. We want to remember that at least we take the credit for ourselves to boast in ourselves, to set ourselves up as the measuring stick for what God is doing in everybody else's life. No, beloved, God is great. He is good. It is he who has called us. It is he who has enabled us. And these great individuals that, that, that these individuals that accomplish great things will, will show us that faith in a great God will enable you and I to accomplish great things in the face of success and suffering. That's what we'll see here this morning. And so faith, the first thing we'll say, see is that faith will strengthen you. Faith will strengthen you. Look at verse number 32. The writer starts out this passage and he says, what and what more shall I say? That there are more, there are many more examples the writer of Hebrews could have given us. That there are many more, more examples that, that he could have laid out before us. As far as the Old Testament saints whose lives were marked by faith. However, time and space are limited. Look what he says. He says, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and, uh, and Samuel and the prophets. The, the, the men mentioned here are either a warrior or a king or a prophet who led Israel who or prophesied after Joshua's death. 
And, and what's significant about this list? What, what's, what's significant about this list is, is, is that not all of them were stellar examples. Think about that. They, they, all of these, uh, all of them weren't, you know, perhaps Samuel, uh, but uh, they all wasn't examples of those whom you would select as deacons in the church. <laughs> you wouldn't select them to be perhaps deacons or elders or anything like that, looking at their lives and the struggle and the sin they dealt with. So, so listen, listen to Thomas Shrine on, on, on this. He noted this. He says, quote, Barack wasn't courageous enough to go to battle without Deborah, Judges chapter 4, verse 8, asking for signs demonstrated Gideon's lack of faith, Judges 6, verses 36 through 40. And he also made an epod that uh, catapulted, catapulted Israel to sin, Judges 8, verses 24 through 27, Samson's Sexual infidelities and impulsive acts are infamous. Judges 13 through 16. Jephthah foolishly vowed to sacrifice his daughter. Uh, uh, Judges 11 verses 30 through 31 and verses 34 through 40. And, and he says it is harder to find blemishes in Samuel, but his sons did not turn out well. And he appointed them as judges anyway. First Samuel 8. One through three, David committed adultery with Bathsheba, with Bathsheba and murdered Uriah, Second Samuel chapter 11. And he says, still, it is not the sins and faults of these men that are remembered. He doesn't mention the faults of any of them, he says, but their faith and trust in God, showing the perseverance and faith for the author is not the uh the for the uh for the author is not the 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 faith that he's talking about is not that of perfection indeed one sin made dramatically we may sin indeed one may sin dramatically and still persevere in the faith end quote so this this is uh, encouraging as we uh, remember the lives of these men from the Old Testament and remember the fact that they were common men, just like you and I. And but 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 look at what the author goes on to say about these men. He says, who through faith, he, he highlights the the unwavering faith and trust in God rather than their flaws or or their shortcomings. Look, he says who through faith. No, notice what the author doesn't say. Right? This, this makes our point even clearer. Notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't point, he doesn't say that it's through or by means of their ability. You don't see that, do you? You read that? He, it doesn't say, man, they were great Military tacticians. They had great military skill. You don't read that. Um, they had great courage of some sort. You don't read that. These men who through faith, 
They, they, they all achieve great things for God's kingdom through trusting and depending on God. These men achieved great things because they believed in God and obeyed what he commanded. Exactly what was it that their faith, the, through faith, God working through them, through, through faith, what, what were they were able to do? Look at the historical record here, this historical Old Testament record of the, the great things they accomplished through faith. They conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions. <laughs> uh, the, the author goes on in, in verse 34, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. The, 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 the author, the, he, and, and notice what he does. He doesn't even connect. He doesn't tell us who did these. He's, he doesn't connect the person and the act that they did. You notice that? Because that's not the focus. These are great and admirable things that, that these men and those like them accomplished, but the author doesn't want us to get off track and give credit to where credit is not due. Notice that. He, he, he talked about what Ruth did and the, 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 the Ruth, who, who is the, the, the prostitute. He, he mentioned specifically what she did. We can read and find it and connect it. He talked about what Abraham did and, 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 and Noah and, and all of those. He, he connected what they did with their faith. But we don't see it here. We don't see him connecting. He wants us, you know, in a sense to, to, to do our homework and to put our minds to work in this. But he doesn't make that, that connection here specifically with each individual. All he says is this is what they've done. And they did this through faith. And, and, and uh, the, 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 the reason for this is that uh, it reveals to us that God is rich in mercy. That these men who passed were, were filled with perhaps things that we would look down upon. But but it, what it reveals to us is that God, in his mercy, he used them to do great things despite their shortcomings. That's, that's, that should be encouraging to us who uh, fail time and time again, who has weakness and, 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 and failures and, 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 and things like this in our past. And, 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 and yet, beloved, God can use you if you trust God. In him, believe in Christ. The, these, these men here had no reason to boast before God. They, they had no reason to even complain before a holy God because God, the fact that God used them to accomplish anything is an act of his great mercy. John Calvin writes this, quote, he says, in all the saints, 
something reprehensible is ever to be found. Yet faith, though halting and imperfect, is still approved by God, end quote. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How, how amazing is grace that God would use such a sinner, such a wretched man and woman as us. If Apostle Paul understood this, he mentioned uh, the, the, the driving factor behind his work and ministry was his understanding of, of God's rich mercy. Listen to the Apostle Paul. Five years, approximately five years before his death, he writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 9 through 10. He says this of himself, the great Apostle Paul. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Is that your testimony? By the grace of God, I am what I am. This is the apostle Paul who is the who, who laid the foundation of our faith and the foundation of the church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I work harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me, that is with me. Paul acknowledged that his new identity in, uh, in union with Christ and his apostolic achievements, as, as, as great as they are, are entirely due to the grace of God working in and through him. Listen to Paul in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8. He says, to me, though I am the least of all saints, this grace was given to preach, the, to, preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I mean, even uh, uh, approximately a year before his death, writing to young Timothy, he writes in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 15 through 16. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Listen to what he goes. He says in verse 16, but I receive mercy. <laughs> it, it, is, it, is that your testimony? I, I receive. Why, somebody asks you, why are you doing what you're doing? Why it is that you have the joy that you have? I receive mercy. He says, but I receive mercy for this reason that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. Paul understood that he could not take the credit for what he has done. The only reason that he is he served as a leader in the early church is that God, God is a, a God of grace and mercy. Galatians chapter two, verse 20, he says, I have been 
crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, I live the way I live because of the faith that I have in Jesus Christ. And so as we read this list of men and their great accomplishments and those who suffer grace gratefully following, it is through faith. It is through faith in God. And for us, if we're going to accomplish or if we have accomplished anything, the credit goes to Christ in whom we believe. We can never boast about who we are or what we have done because we owe everything to God. I don't know if you live like that. You live like you owe everything to God. Every act, every everything that you do for others, this doesn't speak anything to, to who you are. It has everything to do with Christ whom you serve. I pray that that is your motivation. If someone asks you why it is that you do what you do, if you lay your head on the pillow at night, is it that you boast in Christ and what Christ, what Christ has enabled you to do through faith in him? As Paul said in Romans chapter 11, verse 36, this must be our anthem for from him and through him and to him are all things to 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 him be glory forever. Amen. That that must be the amen of your life and my life. All that I do is 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 to to say uh, to the God who is great, who has saved me. Amen. Glory be to you and to you alone. And so not only will faith strengthen, and this is, this is faith will strengthen us to perform great things. Faith in God, faith in Christ. Faith was also strengthened us to endure great trial and suffering. After the detail in these great exploits and victories that was won through faith, look at what the author does. He turns his thoughts to those uh, to, to, to what faith can endure. It, it is faith that enabled and equipped these Old Testament saints to walk through seasons and, and of, of great trial and suffering, things that we can't even imagine. I can't even imagine being sawed in, sawn in half, alive. But it was faith that enabled them to endure. Look at verse 35. Women receive back their dead by resurrection. The prophets raise the people from the dead. And this helps us to understand that that Christian life will, we won't always experience success at times. We'll experience pain and suffering and disappointment. Look what he goes on. He said, women receive back. They're dead by resurrection, but this was not so for everybody. Some were tortured, 
That's a heavy word. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release. They were they were tortured. They they didn't want to be released. They didn't want to compromise the faith that they had in God and his promises. He says, uh, refusing to accept release so that they might rise to a better life. They were tortured for their faith. And they, yet they stood for, firm, not giving in to plea deals. <laughs> plea deals that, that would allow them to have early release. If you make this plea deal, we'll let you go. We won't torture you. No. Faith got them through these trials, such trials. They remain faithful regardless of their circumstances. Sound like the Apostle Paul, right? They, they remain faithful so that they might attain a, a better resurrection. Look at verse 36. Others suffered mocking and flogging, and even chains of imprisonment. They were stoned. I can't even imagine that. I watched a show, uh, a movie with, the I can't remember the name of it, where this young lady were being stoned. They they illustrated uh, being stoned. She put in the middle of, of all these men who took rocks and were throwing rocks at her to kill her. These people endured such things for the faith. They were stoned. They were sown in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins and sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, and mistreated. And this tells us every Christian, every person who trusts and believes in God, who who exercises and acts on faith in regards to what God has promised through Jesus Christ, you, you you're going to have trials. And 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 how do you how do you get through those things? How do you endure? I mean, just reading this list, how does one endure such things? The author wants to grab not just our minds, but to grab our hearts and want us to come to terms. What would you and I do, beloved? We got it so easy. We're comfortable. But look, we sit here. We're comfortable. But when trial comes, what will you do? For some of us, we faint when the wind of trial just starts blowing. The author wants to encourage us with these examples to to look at the, the, the most difficult thing that we go through and to do it, not depending upon our ability, not depending upon our own strength, not depending upon anybody else, but depending upon what God has promised in Jesus Christ, that we have a great high priest, that we have one who can identify, who can sympathize with our weakness. One who suffered 
just like we have suffered. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. These individuals, they, they, they were, they were able to endure trial and suffering, even if they died by the sword, or even if they they escaped, or if they died. Faith overcame the world. It is faith in Christ that that overcomes the world, because for us, Christ overcame the world. Look at verse 38. He says, of whom the world was not worthy. These, they were wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves on the earth. These faithful were despised, mistreated, rejected because of their faith. The writer says they were people of whom the world is not worthy. They, 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 in other words, they didn't need, they don't need to feel bad about their suffering. When you're mistreated, when, 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 when you're beaten, uh, when, when the world has done everything to, 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 to try to cause you to, uh, turn away from Jesus Christ. Uh, the temptation is to feel bad. You're in school and perhaps somebody teases you for your faith. The temptation is to feel bad. I remember when I was, it wasn't for my faith, but I remember going to school and being picked on. And I was, and I went home to my mama, so embarrassed. So just embarrassed because I was picked on. And we can be like that as Christians. You go to work, you, you're mistreated. You're, you're, you're not understood for who you are as a believer. And, and, and we, can, we, can, we can think that we can start feeling bad about, about ourselves. But the, the writer says of these, and, and of course, they have gone on to glory. And he lets us know as we look back that the, they, the, they really, the, the world was not uh, 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 worthy. They were not worthy of the, of the world that they lived in. Not because of anything they done, but because of the God that had chosen them as his people. You know, folks, they, they just don't, they don't like, they don't like Christians. They don't like people of God. And we must remember that. And, 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 uh, and we must remember this as well, even in the church, which is a shame to say, even in the church, there will be those who reject you and stand against you at times. But what will that enable you to endure, endure is faith. Look at verse 39. All and all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what were promised. These individuals, even though as we look back and and they gain and, and we now see that they gain approval through their faith, 
They didn't even receive what was promised. The things that they were looking to, they didn't even receive. We were already reminded of this back in chapter 11, verse 2, where it says, for talking about faith, for by it the people of old received their commendation, their commendation from God. These individuals received their commendation from God, uh, even though they suffered and died. And, and what does this mean for us? It means that you and I must keep believing until the very end. We, we may not receive and, and, and we, we, we will not receive all that God has promised us in Christ in this world. But you are responsible to continue to live by faith, to do great works through faith, all the way until the end. Same time for us to give up. You, you're suffering. You're dealing with challenges, whether health, spiritual, spiritually. This is not the time to give up. <laughs> this is the time to stand strong and be courageous and say to God, do with me whatever you please. Look at verse 40. Since God had provided something better <laughs> for us, <laughs> that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. <laughs> Even though these believers had great success, they made it through great struggle, great trials. They were able to walk through great trials and suffering. They won't be made perfect apart from apart from us because on us those who are believers here today who believe in Christ we have a better high priest and because we have a better high priest we have better things pertaining to salvation we've already read this in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 9 we have a better hope Hebrews chapter 7, verse 19. We have a better covenant. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 22. We have better promises. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. We have a better sacrifice in Christ. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 23. We have better possessions, though they take our possessions. And we have to stay in a tent or a cave. We have better possessions. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34. 
And even though they may take everything, they may take away our rights as citizens of this great nation. They may take, they may take away everything. <laughs> but we have a better country. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16. And ultimately, we may die. You will die one day. Someone in your family will die one day. But it's not without hope. Because according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 35, we have a better life, a better resurrection life. As I close, the writer wants to remind us through this list of Old Testament believers that living for Christ is not about perfection. It's not about success. It's not even about whether or not we experience great trial, great suffering, or little trial and little suffering. It's not about none of that. What it's about, even, even to the point to where we're, like Paul said, Paul said that uh, he would boast in his weakness. That means that 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 you know, uh, Paul is at a point in life where all the supports that he perhaps looked to at, at, at different times, when all of those things are taken away, you know, sort of like a person who walks with a cane, and then that cane is taken away. They're weak. They're vulnerable. But what the scripture tells us, and even in those moments where you could be taken advantage of, like the, the, this, the old man that we read about in the psalm, a, a point of vulnerability, a point of, a, a, reach a point to where the walls are, are caving in and, and, and we have no strength within ourselves. The writer of Hebrews is saying it is in those times and even in times of success, we need to ensure that what we are doing is through faith, by faith, in faith, in Jesus Christ. Because the God who called us is a great God and he's great in mercy. And what God will do I can tell you this, what God will do, and he will put us in desperate situations so that we learn to trust in him rather than in ourselves. He will put us in desperate situations. Maybe we are getting to a point where we're learning how to live by faith. God will put us through difficult situations, even when we are growing in our faith, 
to put us in situations so that our lives can be an example for others who will go through the same suffering. Paul learned to be content because according to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, he said this, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You don't need strengthening until you get to, unless you are in a situation and you need strengthening. And Paul said he had learned to be content. And he had to be in a situation that challenged him in order to learn that he can not just do some things, but all things through Christ who strengthens him. He concluded in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 through 10. Remember the thorn in the flesh. He prayed to God that God would take whatever the thorn was, that he would take it away. He prayed three times. You know, you know the story. God didn't take it away. But God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. In whose weakness? In Paul's weakness. When you're weak, when, when the only place that you got to go is on your knees. God is saying, Christ is saying, that it's in that weakness that my power is made perfect. Hallelujah. And Paul said this, he said, and this way, because he wasn't ashamed, because he understood that God is at work in all things for his good and for God's glory. He understood that. And because he understood the sovereignty of God, he said this, he said, therefore, I will boast <laughs> all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's your testimony. This, this is what God is after in all of our lives. Amen. Let us pray. Father, help us to apply your wisdom that is found in your word to our lives. Father, not only help us to apply it to our hearts, but we pray that you would grant us the ability by the Holy Spirit to believe 
to trust in Christ, to, 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 to stand upon our convictions of who Christ is and what Christ has done. That we hold fast to our conviction of, of the blessings that we have in Christ. Help us to believe in that to the very end. To the, to the very end, whether we're in the hospital bed and we can't make it out, help us in our weakness to endure, to believe, to trust, to rely, to depend upon Christ and his person and his work to the very end. That when we breathe our last breath, we can say we boasted in Christ. Father, to you be all the glory because you are worthy. Because you are great. Because you are mighty. Because you're merciful. Because you're gracious. We humble ourselves even now with a heart of thanksgiving. Thanking you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.